Hey everybody, welcome to You Were Born for this podcast with Father John Ricardo Mary Guilfoyle. We're a couple of missionaries at Acts 29. This is the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with transformation in the church. Mary, we're here again with our brother who we affectionately, well, we're not even going to tell everybody, but we affectionately call him because nobody has, would understand it. Albert has too many nicknames to mention here, Father John, but Albert, we're happy to have you with us today, so thanks for coming on. Welcome back, Albert Farah. It's just such a joy to be with you. Always a joy to be on mission and a joy to be back on the podcast. Back by popular demand. (laughs) And because it uh, fits in perfectly with what our topic is today. Mary, what's the topic? So today's topic is major milestones in the rescue project. We have much to share. We have an anniversary and uh, some updates that we We want to share. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, as we draw closer and closer to the celebration of all saints, and shortly after that to the great celebration of Jesus our King, and then to Advent, we pray that you'd continue to uh, awaken us to the presence of our brothers and sisters who've gone before us, who've kept their eyes fixed on Jesus, who are even now interceding for us uh, before your throne. We ask that as we draw closer to the great celebration of Advent that you'd help us to understand ever more deeply who Jesus is, what he's done, why he's come, and how you're asking us to make that known in uh, our own unique circumstances that you've uh, very deliberately placed us. So we pray that you'd bless and guide and animate our conversation right now. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, guys, I'm going to let you take this away. You, know, you, you, you see more of the data and the stories with regards to the rescue project, but this is an anniversary, isn't it? It is. Two months. Oh, it's awesome. So, August 20th, we launched the rescue project globally, and we have lots to... So, so to be honest, we get great news every single day through emails, through stories, through texts, um, just... Stories too numerous to mention, quite honestly, but we want to talk about a few of those today, don't we, Albert? Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, we, as we've been sharing with um, the deacons here in Miami, uh, some of the rescue project, and they, there was just tremendous gratitude from them about the rescue project and, and the work that's going on. But, but really, it's gratitude from our side to just be able to see God working in people's lives. Mm. It's, uh, it's such a joy. Yeah. So, so what are some of those statistics and data that we can uh, let people know so that they don't feel like this is just a little tiny thing that's not <laughs> happening? Albert, you're the stat man. Here, here come the stats. <laughs> okay, so bring it on. 60 days from launch, we have had over 40,000 views of our videos. Oh, praise God. 23,000 of those on mobile. And chapter one, the importance... How many of those were driving? <laughs> Do we have that kind of data Please, too? God, well, none. Don't watch this while driving. <laughs> um, and 9,000 of those alone are from chapter one. People are working their way through. To be honest, that's the number of times the videos have been played, and they're being played in larger venues. So it's many more people than that that have watched them. Praise God. So the Vimeo channels has been it's been a joy to to just see people benefiting from the videos and then rescueproject.us our website we've had over 20,000 visitors to our website um, 7,000 searches for rescue project and already our online membership is uh, crossed that 2,000 mark it's amazing. So what does that mean there's, there's 2,000 members That's right so there are 
certain resources, all of our resources are available uh, for free, but certain resources are only available if you register for them. One of those resources was access to our live stream, which we're which very, changed. which we're very happy to announce. Starting this upcoming week, you no longer even have to be registered for that. But companion resources primarily would be one of the things that comes, and online community groups that allow people to connect with each other as they're running rescue. So for those who've never gone to the rescueproject.us website, you're saying that uh, if they go and they sign up, then they can become part of a community and they can be in relationship with other people doing it too. That's Absolutely. exactly. Great. I don't want to presume anybody knows what the heck we're talking about. And what's this thing about a live stream? What's a live stream? So the live streams, as some of you may know, is um, it, it, it's, it's Father John and I's desire to accompany people in their first run of rescue. And so they're just conversations that we have weekly, um, and the focus for each week is one particular episode. And we create a space for people to um, ask us questions in real time, which is really, really helpful. And it allows other people who are checking in to the live stream to just to chat back and forth. And it, it's almost to the point that we were trying to make earlier. It's another opportunity to connect people. Love it. You know, to find out who's doing what. Um, best practices, what's working in your context. Let me share what we're doing. Oh, we're going to run the retreat. We're going to pray for you. Will you pray for us on ours? So, so those kinds of things. And how do people get to the live stream? So they go to rescueproject.us slash live stream. Wow. And is this live? And it's live. And we stream it, don't we? <laughs> we there do. we go. See, <laughs> I'm not much live of a techie, stream. but I get it. All right. <laughs> so you were sharing with the, we were with the, the deacons and their wives down in the Archdiocese of Miami over the weekend, just had a great time with them. But you were sharing with them some of the latest statistics about um, countries and states and for God's glory. That's why we're sharing this. Like, where is this now? Like, how, how far has this gotten? Well, so the, just this last weekend, we added our 46th state. So Hawaii joins the mix. So that and puts so, us at like 1938 or something like that? I mean, like, when did, when did we become 50 states? That's right. <laughs> so, so we have 46 states on board. And uh, I'm suggesting that we all jump on a plane and head down to the Big Island. Aloha, And we'll do an equipping. We'll do an equipping of it right there. Anybody so listening in Hawaii, we would love to come in February. <laughs> 2024, because I think we're booked in 2023. Okay, so 46 states? 46 states, How about, how about countries? So I'm going to let you speak into the countries. Are we at 18 and... 18 sounds mm -hmm. about right, yes. Absolutely. We've got um, a number of countries in Europe have signed up. We have people in Africa and um, Asia as well. We've got Thailand, New Zealand, Australia. Germany. Germany. Italy. UK. Italy, that's right. Uh, UK, the Republic of Ireland. Um, and then obviously we have our friends in Canada. And our friend, um, uh, who is the gentleman that we met at the Christ Oh Life my goodness, Conference? yes, Magnus. Magnus in Scotland. He Magnus logged McFarlane on. Yeah, so it's great. And, and we had said when, when uh, we were launching this that, that we really felt like this was going to be a global movement. That's right. And the engagement that we've seen so far has borne that out. Blessed be God. Sounds like it's coming to Ecuador too, based on the discussion that we had with some of the Miami deacons. So That's praise right. the Lord. Yeah, yeah and that. the great thing too is just in talking with the deacons, and so, so keep in mind, remember, their wives were with us uh, as well. And so um, they were so excited about um, what we shared with them around the rescue project. So some of these deacons and their wives are going to get together with other deacons and their wives yeah. and form a small group and run the rescue project. That's yeah. the best way to get familiar with it. Right. Watch the content, do a small group, and then take it to whatever context God's inviting you to take it to. And as much as I'm, I mean, I love data. I'm a stats no. uh, nut. 
But the data is meaningless without the stories that help inform who is it that we're dealing with. I'm so glad you said that because as you were, you know, rattling off those wonderful numbers behind every number, like people aren't statistics, behind every number is a face and a life and a story and a journey. And I think some of the things that, um, uh, some of what we're hearing that moves us the most are the stories that we're hearing from people um, all over the country. And there's too many stories to share, but there's one particular story. And I'm gonna ask you to speak into this, Albert, because this came by way of your beautiful wife. Becky, you wanna talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, as Mary, as you, just as you're talking about this, the stories that really are most moving is when we see the Lord move in power and um, someone that um, she knows is going through the, the rescue project. And her initial impression was, uh, I'm giving God one last chance. Mm-hmm. And she joins the rescue project, goes to the first session. That's her only commitment to go through it. And now she's through to week going on to week five and the Lord is moving beautifully in her life um, building community around her Hmm. um, coming up against the lies of the enemy that has been working in her life and just watching and hearing the 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 beautiful story of her own transformation over the last few weeks and uh, you know she's now in a large group of small groups that want to continue even after the rescue project they're already saying we we want to we want to continue this the lord is breaking down barriers creating an a, a space for vulnerability and accompaniment and she's feeling she's feeling god's presence and the love through those that she's, she's really walking loved. with it, it's it's extraordinary it's beautiful you know as i hear you talking about that you know i was just thinking about how oftentimes given given where we might be at any particular season of our life that um Sometimes we just want to give up on God, mm. right? But the reality is he doesn't give up on us ever. Uh, keep in mind, too, when we were in Miami, we met a woman out on a walk. That's right. And um, she had been Catholic her whole life and didn't know that it was possible to have a friendship with Jesus. And it took her 30 years to have that encounter, mm-hmm. right? And so, and so if the Rescue Project were in the hands of you know, think of the transformation that can happen if we can get the rescue project in the hands of so many more people. Then we won't have to wait 30 years, and maybe we won't be having those conversations around giving God just one more chance. But God is so gracious and yes. so merciful, and he's a God of a thousand chances. And you've had conversations with some folks in uh, college settings as well as seminaries, haven't you, who yeah, are running it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we heard some from some great brothers in uh, on Benedictine's campus in Atchison, they're running their rescue project small group every Sunday. They, I think, about something like 13 or 14 um, young people, and they come together and worship and pray. They come together for food and conversation. So, a big shout out to Grayson and Brady, who are just doing tremendous work there. And then, um, Sacred Heart Major Seminary um, is running their first small group with a bunch of seminarian friends, spearheaded and led by our beautiful former intern to X29, Jim Musgrave. And so, that's the exciting thing is that that we know that the rescue project can be offered in any context Uh, and at the same time we want to you know and and here's what we know here's what we're seeing too just from some of the pictures that we've gotten from from them they're they're running it in a beautiful way they're they're really amping up the hospitality so when the seminarians are walking into a room they're just literally overwhelmed that the table has been set for them that the food has been prepared for them and I think that's remarkable. And, and, and then again, just that, 
that 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 tenor of accompaniment that's happening in that small group uh, that, uh, that you were sharing right. with us earlier. Yeah, it's so beautiful to see um, the ownership uh, in this accompaniment, and, and, and it shows up in any number of ways, right? Our friends down in Indiana are owning and speaking into this in, 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 a, in a unique way. Um, but back to sort of some of the stories that I'm hearing from Becky, uh, where um, Caroline took the subtitles and had them translated into Mandarin Chinese for a, an attendant there and brought That's her to so tears cool. to say, you did this for me. And um, it's just beautiful to see the many ways in which people are accompanying others. It's beautiful. And I know we've heard from a, a couple other rectors in different parts of the country who are um, either beginning to or considering finding a way to run it in, uh, in their seminaries, especially for uh, what they call the new propodeutic year where guys come in and um, spend a year kind of detoxing from media and devices and whatnot and um, just try to learn more deeply how to pray. So, yeah, it's getting traction. Praise be Jesus. So you, you mentioned the live stream uh, and told people how to get it. When is the next one? So our next live stream, Father John, is this coming Thursday, October 27th. 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. We would love to have, we, we've loved the conversations. This will be, which one is this, Albert? Number it's six. number six. Yeah. So we've got this one and then three more. So we'd love to have you join us. And now it's easy. You don't have to do much finagling with the with the website to, to join us. So we're thrilled about that. Yeah, and I think yeah. especially with our new office and the setup that we have there, the capacity to do some ongoing live streams after we're finished with uh, this first kind of run through might uh, open up as a possibility as well. So we're, we're kind of excited yeah, about we're doing through some new content. Yeah, excited about doing some new um, some new material coming forth. So you also create a, 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 what's called the rescue rundown, which comes out Every yeah. other week, right? Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. So it's a, a bi-weekly newsletter. It comes out um, every other Thursday. And it's just a way for us to share what God is doing um, in parishes, in people's lives, uh, to share stories, testimonies, what we're hearing, uh, just to share all the good news and, and, and to be inspired and to uh, and to see what other people around the country are doing so we can learn from one another. And it's a great joy just to cobble together all these stories and put it out every couple weeks. And so if you're listening right now and you're running the Rescue Project, we would love to hear your stories. Mm. Um, send us pictures. Tell us what's happening as you run the Rescue Project because the only reason we send out this newsletter every other week is simply to glorify what God is doing. Love it. And how do people get the rescue rundown? So I think, Albert, all they have to do is go to our website, Rescue Project US, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click in the lower left-hand corner, subscribe, and that will get you um, that will get you onto our mailing list. That works, right? that works perfectly. I yeah. love it. So, you know, maybe just a couple quick things, and then I know you got this beautiful quote from uh, John Paul, whose feast we celebrated uh, over the weekend, but um, you know, this is the, the time of year as we come to the close of the, hard to believe we're coming to the close of the liturgical year, but Advent's coming soon, and Advent is an ideal time uh, to consider inviting people in to start running the Rescue Project in their homes, right? Because uh, we're going to soon put out mangers and creches, whether that's in our parishes or whether that's in our mantelpieces, and um, hopefully people are provoked to go like, uh, what's he doing there? And what's up with the little baby in the in the straw? And this is a great opportunity for us to to think about whether it's inviting family members or neighbors or coworkers or friends to come to our homes and and whatnot, right? So that's that's something that we want to uh, think about. 
It's also a great time for pastors, uh, whether priests, deacons, to think about maybe using Advent as a, a series again. We talked about this last year, I know, Mary, to consider just preaching the kerygma, just just breaking the four weeks of Advent into those four big questions that make the heart of the rescue project, right? So why is there something rather than nothing? And why is everything so obviously messed up? And what's God done about it? And how should I respond if he has? I know last year the Archdiocese of Denver um, pretty much did a, an archdiocesan retreat on the kerygma. And this year we've heard from a couple other dioceses that have reached out that are trying to do something like what Denver did. I know there's some folks in Ohio, kind of smaller, maybe uh, deaneries or vicariates, so maybe groupings of eight, ten uh, pastors and parishes that are doing that as well. But just an encouragement to our brothers to think about just preaching the gospel. It just helps lay the foundation, not only for why we're celebrating what we're celebrating at Christmas, but for all the other things that we want to try to talk about as we preach the gospel. Last week we talked about the challenge that we're facing here in the state of Michigan with Proposal 3, and as important as it is to to talk about issues like that, the, the heart of everything we want to talk about is the gospel, and um, without talking about the gospel first, people actually get angry when we talk about morals, right? So we want to try to, to do that. So... I just got to add something to that, Father John, because of because of that preaching, uh, you know, uh, that that preaching series in the Archdiocese of Denver. um, I'm sure you have too, Albert, talked to scores of people in Denver who who would say that their lives have been changed. Mm -hmm. And I was talking with one particular woman last week um, out of the Archdiocese of Denver, and she said, I'd never heard the gospel before until that preaching series. And so these are men and women sitting in the pews who now are on mission and now have a means by which to repeat the gospel, to share the gospel in a way that's repeatable, where people can get it. So I just wanted to just to offer testimony to mm. that uh, to that preaching series. It's I just love one that. small story. I yeah. love that. So we mentioned this was the this last weekend was the feast of Pope John Paul II, or also known as Pope John Paul the Great. And you came across, speaking of Denver, um, a beautiful exhortation from him when he was in Denver back in uh, 1993, right? Is that World Youth Day? Yeah, so um, he's been very much on our hearts um, as we remember him so fondly every year, you know, on, on the 22nd of October. And I think given our um, the beautiful opportunity that we've had to be on the ground in Denver, um like two and a half years ago, has it been two and a half years, Father John? Uh, he's just been very dear to our hearts, and so it's just praying with you know what is a, what is what what is a, a a wonderful exhortation for all of us to keep in mind in these days. And this did come from his homily at Cherry Creek um, back in um, 1993. And here's here's what he had to tell us gathered there. He said, "Do not be afraid to go out to the streets and into public places." like the first apostles who preached Christ and the good news of salvation in the squares of cities, towns, and villages. This is no time to be ashamed of the gospel. It is the time to preach it from the rooftops. Do not be afraid to break out of comfortable and routine modes of living in order to take up the challenge of making Christ known in the modern metropolis. It is you who must go out into the byroads and invite everyone you meet to the banquet which God has prepared for his people. The gospel must not be kept hidden because of fear or indifference. It was never meant to be hidden away in private. It has to be put on a stand so that people may see its light 
and give praise to our Heavenly Father. My goodness, does that make you miss this good, good man? I love that. Chief Albert, any parting words based on uh, the wonderful reflection of Pope John Paul? It's inspiring, and the only other thing that I'll say is it's um, what what I'm finding with soaking in the gospel is (laughs) this encouragement by Father Jacques Philippe to find peace by contemplating Jesus. And Mm. as we... And we cannot find peace outside of Jesus. And when we soak ourselves in the gospel, we get to see who he is and what he has done for us. And it's just a source of both inspiration, encouragement, and peace. I love it. There you have it. Final words from Pope John Paul II, Mary, and Albert the Great. Great. (laughs) Because all of this is true. Do not be afraid. God is with you. And you were born for this. 